This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. On the line is Professor Dion Foss, the head of the Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, also the director of the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology. Good morning. How are you doing, Dion? Red, blessed by the best, my friend, and you. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are your students doing? We haven't touched base with your students. We're already well <laughs> well into the, the, the first term. I mean, look, they're, they're university students, so they only started somewhere in February. So how have things been going for the last few months? Brad, that's always an interesting thing, and I see it with my daughter. You're right. They started quite uh, late in February, if I, can't, if I remember correctly, secondary. But they're already exhausted, you know. Mm. They are... They are sprinters, not marathoners. Um, this is the last week of, of classes for uh, the first semester. Wow. So they get a short, a short little break. It's uh, not a, a, a vacation as such. It's normally a study break, and then mm. they come back, and it's tests and uh, assignments and uh, final classes preparing for the exams, which start in May. Wow. What are the numbers like? I mean, youngsters that say, I want to go and study theology. This is the dream I have for my life. I mean, what are the numbers like, just for the sake of interest? Yeah, it's certainly here at Stellenbosch, very good. Um, our first year class is about uh, 120 wow. young people. And uh, yeah, so we, we are very blessed. But we're predominantly a postgraduate faculty. Yes. Uh, so we have about, we have about uh, you know, just over 400 masters and PhD students from across the world. But a, a very healthy undergraduate grouping. And such a blessing to, to be in class with those folks. Yeah, it's so important to kind of ask these sorts of questions because we ponder, like, what are things looking like from a theological perspective going forward? You know, is everybody studying how to be famous on social media and forgetting that there's actually some real substance that we need to be absorbing? So I thought I would just ask. And I feel, I feel our future is safe. How do you feel about that? Like, is our future safe in the hands of the young people today who are stepping up to the plate? Brad, I think so. And, and, and I mean, in large measure, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, of course, not just about the, the people, um, it is about God's faithfulness. I mean, my experience has been throughout the years that, um, you know, God can use availability far more than ability. Mm. And, uh, of course, what we, what we try and do here is just finish off the edges, you know, yes. because we, we know that the Bible can be used as a source of life or it can be used to injure. We know that certainly if you can get certain skills, if you can learn how, for example, to speak in public in ways that are convincing, yes. or if you learn how to do counseling in ways that are responsible, that that can, you know, bless people and, and bless uh, churches. So, so we try and do the finishing off work. But, mm. I mean, the real thing that counts is that people are called and they respond to the call of Christ. And somehow God always seems to just, you know, bring up that extra little bit that's needed, you know. Yeah, and it's always good to know we've got Professor Dion Foster and his colleagues, you know, still leading the way, making sure that all of those round edges are properly rounded. Uh, Dion, uh, this morning we're talking about us as believers in Jesus being people of mercy. We love to be shown mercy. We expect to be shown mercy. Maybe not always great at dishing it out. Absolutely, Brad. So, uh, you know, this this concept of, of, of mercy seems to be one that runs throughout the Scriptures. Now, this is a very interesting thing for me. Um, you know, very often people will ask me, so Dion, what does the Bible say about, you know, topic X? What mm. does the Bible say about uh, love? And one of the things you have to be able to do is to say to people, remember the word Bible comes from uh, the word biblios, which means library. And there are 66 different books representing, you know, 
probably 1,500 years worth of, of culture and history and language there. And, and very many different things are said uh, throughout each of these books. What is consistent, however, is that throughout the whole of Scripture, from the Hebrew Scriptures right at the beginning there, Genesis, all the way through to the end of the Greek Scriptures, uh, Revelation, there seem to be some threads that run through. And one of those threads is this notion of mercy. Mm. Now, it's most clearly expressed, I think, in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, verse 7, where, you know, Jesus, in a sense, sort of sums up the whole of the gospel, the whole of the Christian teaching in, in that uh, one section. And, and one of the, 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 the verses in that sermon, is he says, blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Now, Brad, what I want us to do, just with our listeners today, is I want us to, to think about this. Very often when we read the Scriptures, we read it mm. for ourselves, yeah. for our time, for our lives. And of course, that's good. It's important that we do that. But let's quickly take a journey back to when this was first said. There you can picture Jesus standing out on the plains of Galilee, uh, you know, somewhere in Palestine, with a group of people who've come to listen to him. Now, these people who were listening to Jesus weren't the hoi polloi of society. You know, the fact that they could come to listen to a rabbi in the middle of the day means that they were probably on the fringes of, of society. They probably mm. weren't employed. Uh, they probably were people, certainly if there were women amongst them, they were people who, who uh, you know, were shamed and so were, you know, not bound to a husband, a father, a brother, a son. And so Jesus is speaking to these people, and, and these are the dispossessed. These yeah. are the people who've been mistreated, whose, whose lives have been very difficult. And he says to them, listen to this. This is the power of the gospel of Jesus. He yeah. says to them, you, I want you to hear, blessed are you, happy are you. The word blessed means happy. Happy are you when you are merciful. Why? Because if you are merciful, you will obtain mercy. And I think this is perhaps one of the most radical things that we can think about. Now, Brad, let me just say, one of the things that's always struck me about this is that there are certain things in society that can give us power or take our power away. So our economic status is one of them. Uh, certainly gender is another. We find that men are often centered in the world uh, more than women in South Africa. Certainly race is a, is a very important sort of intersectional issue. But one of the things that I've realized that can never be taken from you is how you choose to respond to people, how you choose to engage with people. That is an agency that no one can take away from you. Even if you are mistreated, even if someone maligns you, even if people say all kinds of false things about you for the sake of the gospel, where have we heard that That's before true. you before? If we just engage them with the character of God, the kind of mercy that God shows to us, when we are, are unmerciful, when we are unkind and untruthful, if we just treat people with that kind of mercy, the promise of the Scriptures is that we'll begin to create a culture of mercy, a place where, where even the least and the last will obtain the kind of mercy that God wants, the kind of blessing, recognition, peace, care that God wants for all of us. So, Brad, that's, that's my challenge today. You know, two mm. little simple things I want to invite our listeners to think about doing. Number one, Guard your speech. Think a little bit about how you, you speak about people. You know, someone cuts you off in the traffic, that co-worker that irritates you, the mm -hmm. client that's not paying on time. Sure. Think a little bit about how you speak about them. And secondly, guard your thoughts. 
Um, very often, as we read in the scriptures, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Our, our actions, our words are directed by how we think in our hearts. So pray for those people. Ask God to shower them with blessing, with mm-hmm. mercy, with grace, with goodness. And I can guarantee you, you're going to see that mercy surrounds you. Wow. God calls us to do things completely upside down and contrary to what the world says. The world says, get back at people. Get what you deserve. You first. Uh, whatever is good for you. People must uh, sort themselves out and get with the program. <laughs> That's exactly the opposite of what the Bible teaches. So uh, it's an upside down world that we need to relate to. So we we need to be focused not on our feelings because that's a dangerous place. Hey, Dion, we've got to focus on the truth. And Brad, I don't know about you, but I don't have that much confidence in the way of the world. I haven't seen it doing much good, you know. So so I, I, I want to say if you, if you want to be wise, if you want to be smart, don't follow the way of the world. The scriptures are full of this. Follow the way of the God who created the world. That's a far better way to live. Wow. Because I can tell you now, I, I haven't seen much that is healing and transformative and good in the ways of the world. So, so if that's your instinct, please pray that the Lord liberates you from <laughs> that and frees you to live in a loving, merciful way. Wow, that's a powerful way to end this discussion. Thanks, Prof. Dion, have yourself a beautiful day. Stay safe, and we'll connect again next week. Thanks, Brad. God bless. Bye, then. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.